you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi, this is Commissioner Roger Goodell, and this is the NFL Report. Oh, 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 yes, sir. Roger That's Goodell right. With a shout out at the start of the NFL Report. We're growing, Steve. I love it. I was in New England just yesterday for Chiefs and Patriots, and I'll just tell you this. I've covered games there for over a decade. It was just an interesting feel there, Steve, with everything circulating with all these reports about Bill Belichick. It's just a weird vibe, and when I talk to everybody there, I'll just say this. I'm not sure there's an easy way for this parting of ways to potentially happen at some point, whenever it is, whether it's this offseason or moving forward. Just everything that's involved, I'm not sure there's an easy way this goes down, and that's why we're going to be following it. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be the story of the offseason, JP, and not just if the Patriots yeah. part ways with Bill Belichick, but will anybody hire him? Look, I was covering the Dolphins when Don Shula got let go, but there was an ownership change yeah. there. Remember when Tom Landry got let go from the Cowboys? There was an ownership change. That's not happening in New England. Good point. So there's a lot going on. But, JP, our show today, oh, come on, we just teased you. We had the commissioner do the drop for us at the top. We have Vikings wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, one of the baddest men any good? on the planet. Yeah, he's going to be joining the show today. We're going to be talking more <laughs> news about coaches with our own Mike Garofolo. We're also going to be joined by Omar Ruiz and Jeff Chidea. But as always on Monday, it's about bigger news. Hey, online. Online. <laughs> You're good, you're good. 200 and some yards rushing, man. 200 and some yards rushing. Hey, you prepared your ass off, man, and it showed, right? It showed. What do the old bills say, right? When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us. It's just right for us. As Bills head coach Sean McDermott post-game, which leads to the bigger news. Is it the Bills? putting the complete booty whipping on the Cowboys, or is it the Ravens going down to Jacksonville and securing a playoff for JP? I'm going to say it's the Bills whooping on them Cowboys because this involves both conferences. It involves the team. And I'm going to say this, Steve, on the NFL report, after that game in Philadelphia that the Buffalo Bills came up just short, I think we were the first people to start saying nobody wants to play this team if they get in the postseason. And right now, on Monday, it might be the most common thing that's being said on every sports show in America. Now, our sports show, game day morning on Sunday, was doing a breakdown before they were coming to me in New England. I was listening to all of it. It was who has to wear the Superman cape 
Is it Dak Prescott or Josh Allen to win this game? Josh Allen didn't even need to go into the phone booth. He no. remained Clark Kent the entire game, and they still won in really convincing fashion. He goes, what, 7 for 15 for 94 yards. If you heard more of that locker room speech, you heard him jump in there and grab the game ball and say, I didn't throw a pick because he didn't. <laughs> and they go and run the football for 266 yards. The offensive line was incredible. I talked to Deion Dawkins, our left tackle, recently. He said, this guy right here, number four, James Cook, what we love about the way he runs the football, Steve, is that he just gets downhill fast. He doesn't jump around. He doesn't bounce around. He finds a way to get downhill quickly. You've seen the way Joe Brady has found a way to implement him in the passing game as well. He's been a dynamic playmaker for this team. Josh Allen told me just last week, with the attention that Stephon Diggs gets, this guy has been able to find different spots to create space and make plays. This offense is cooking, and they didn't even need Josh Allen to be I, – I said he didn't even get in the phone booth. I'm not sure if he ever even woke up, Steve, and they no, won this he, game. He didn't have to, and you mentioned Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator. We're going to have a big discussion about him and other coordinators mm -hmm. in just a minute. But as big news as that was, it's probably more so because people love the hating on the Cowboys or loving on the Cowboys. The bigger news True. is the Baltimore Ravens going down to Jacksonville in a huge okay. game and taking advantage of a bunch of Jags' mistakes to win the ball game. A lot of players for the Ravens out, especially on that offensive line. But the world got to see this expanded offense and how Lamar Jackson showed it's his world and we're all living in it. Mm -hmm. You saw some of the Houdini plays, a play where he rolls out, escapes pressure, gets it up to Isaiah Likely, how he runs it, but really only to set up the pass and just the overall dominant play by that defense. Well, defense wasn't that dominant, but just as a complimentary game that they had, it goes to show that they might be the most dangerous team in the AFC. Plus, by beating Jacksonville and the Jacks taking that loss, that whole AFC oh. South is Jumble JP, which takes us to our next bigger news segment. Is it bigger news that the Colts, Browns, and the Bengals are occupying all three AFC wildcard spots with backup quarterbacks, or is it bigger news, and we talked about it last week, that the Chiefs, the Lions, and the Dolphins got their mojo back after suffering losses in Week 14? I'm going with the mojo. I'll go with the mojo every time. I'm going to go with the big teams that we love to see when the best teams in football, Steve, are playing well down the stretch and playing well into the postseason. Let's go down the line there. I was at that game, like I mentioned. Kansas City Chiefs eliminated some of the penalties. Drops were still a little bit of an issue, but I think they got their mojo back when we saw that trick play. Joe Tooney ends up snapping the ball. <laughs> the Jet McKinnon, who pitches it forward in a pass, which they've always run it as a handoff, I was told in practice. He actually throws it as a pass to Rasheed Rice. To me, that shows that they kind of got their swagger back a little bit those trick plays I go look at the Lions and they maybe beat the best team out of these three teams this past weekend in the Denver Broncos that were playing Smashed so well them. defensively I got a text from a Broncos defensive coach before that game saying they don't just have a few young stars they have a few young budding superstars and it's two on offense two on defense Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta were dominant Brian Branch and, and Jack Conklin also dominant on their side of the ball this Lions team got back on track tremendously and lastly Steve it's the Dolphins winning a game without Tyreek Hill I think that does a lot for their mentality for their mental confidence to go out there and do it as we saw what they lacked the week before with Tyreek Hill coming in and out of that game and Tua was phenomenal in the first half before Mike McDaniel kind of let off the gas in the second half 
Yeah, and the Jets, who they were playing, were an absolute hot mess as well. I am yeah. going yeah. I'm going with these backup quarterback story. That's been the theme of the season. And the fact love that these three love quarterbacks, it. that Gardner Minshew, Joe Flacco, and Jake Browning have their teams in wild card contention, like firmly for the most part in wild card contention, to me is the big story. Now, we're going to talk Gardner Minshew a little bit later on, so I want to focus on the two quarterbacks from Ohio, especially since I was at that Bengals-Vikings game. Here's how it's simpatico these two are. Not only did they come back from double-digit deficits in the fourth quarter, but else he rolled the tape. Watch this throw by Browning. He's rolling, he's rolling. Watch where he sticks it. Tyler Boyd takes it on the right sideline, runs it up the field. It looks like a house call. He gets tackled. Josh Patelis <laughs> and the crew get him right there. That sets up the game-winning field goal. Now let's go to Cleveland. Flacco rolls right from the same part of the field, throws it to Amari Cooper. He catches it on the oh. same sideline. This time he tight ropes it to the house call. That ties the ball game. Joe Flacco, Jake Browning, you could almost run the same tape between three defenders, both of them Unreal. in the same part of the field. James, they're, they're on the same wavelength right here. They're Joe Flacco, Jake Browning, they're going to continue to do things like this until they meet in week 18 in the season finale that could determine which one or both, if both go to the playoffs. But again, the story of the backup quarterback, especially Browning and Flacco, I can't get enough of it. That's why that's bigger news coming out of this weekend. I love it. And Steve did not touch on Gardner Minshew. As he told you, we're going to break Gardner down even further. Omar Ruiz had a private conversation with him in the Colts locker room. That's going to be massive. But you know, it's even bigger than that, Steve. I don't know, arguably the best receiver in all of football. You could lose the term arguably. It's Justin (laughs) Jefferson is going to be joining the show. The Minnesota Vikings star wide out. Why do they have a chance to still win the division? Can they do it? We'll ask JJ coming up. Also, much more about the receiver room and everything going on with a variety of quarterbacks that they continue to shuffle through. The culture in Minnesota has been established. More with Justin Jefferson coming up next on the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to the NFL Report. James Palmer, Steve Weiss with you, and arguably the best receiver in all of football. He'll probably tell me to lose the arguably. We'll yeah. just say best receiver in all of football, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, the all-pro from the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to start off with a question. I need your opinion. What is a better feeling? Catching a touchdown pass, maybe in dramatic fashion, or when you and KJ Osborne can take families that you're sponsoring from the Salvation Army up and down <laughs> the aisles of Target and fill Christmas yeah. lists, which one is a better feeling? Definitely the second option, man. 
the first option is, is a good feeling, but that section, the second option is even a better feeling. Uh, just that experience alone was fantastic. Seeing the smiles and seeing the joy uh, on those kids' faces and even the parents, uh, just a, a memory of a lifetime. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of that experience for them. Well, Josh, I'm glad I'm glad you got awesome. just as much out of it as they did. That's awesome to hear. <laughs> um, talk a little football. We know you guys had a tough loss Saturday at Cincinnati um, in your first game back from from you know come back from that injury the week before. But you didn't lose any playoff ground. You guys are still very much in the hunt right there. Is that kind yeah. of the message that everybody is pushing from from this weekend? I mean, to be honest, uh, we're pushing that these three divisional games that we have left in the season, you know, that are that are very big for us. You know, we, we haven't played Detroit yet. We still have to play Detroit twice. And we play Green Bay uh, Sunday night uh, next week. So uh, it's definitely a big uh, upcoming three games that we have that will, you know, determine the outcome of this season. Uh, of course, you know, we want to be the, the main ones to hold the, the – the throne in the, the north so uh of course mm -hmm. we want to come into these three games uh swinging and uh ready to go of course going into uh these three games and postseason after so it, it's definitely a upcoming okay. stretch for us okay yeah yeah Justin, to be able to do that that's a football show we like x's and o's we likes to go a little deep <laughs> here you got nick mullins again as your quarterback what i'm curious about is all the hand signals that go on maybe even when you're lined up that you would do with kirk and, and the little gestures that quarterbacks and receivers give to one another is that lost since you haven't spent a lot of time together if it's not how do you develop that type of feel with a quarterback you haven't played with a lot yeah i feel like it's not lost just because i feel like nick has been doing a great job uh in just learning from kirk you know being in the back of the huddle uh, walking okay. through the plays uh, like he's in, in the game. So uh, we always have that confidence in him, especially with our preparation that we have uh, throughout the week. And, uh, I mean, as people can see, he's able to throw the ball. He's able to make some throws. Uh, you know, as skill position, we're going to do uh, whatever we can uh, to make his job a little bit easier. Yeah, and Justin, to that point, I mean, he only had seven incompletions in that game against Cincinnati, he threw for more than 300 yeah. yards. You guys moved the ball yeah. in that game. Offensively, what do you think you guys need to do to tie things together, like you said, against the Lions, especially upcoming this week? Honestly, we just need to put those plays together. We just need to carry that momentum. Uh, you know, we just need to carry the consistency. Uh, you know, just after uh, drive after drive, just stacking those plays together. Uh, and of course, you know, if we're having uh, the day that we had uh, on third and one and fourth and inches, we right. need to get that. Right. We need to get those yardage. You know, we need to uh, extend that drive. Of course, the defense did a fantastic job by giving us the ball uh, back in the overtime. Uh, so it's our job as an offense by going down uh, and scoring and uh, winning the game. Justin, your entire offense, you look at the receiver group that you guys had. The time that you were out, we saw Jordan Addison kind of emerge and grow. Yeah. So I'm curious about yeah. the guy that runs that room and Keenan McCardle. So a few questions about Keenan. Does he, A, have the greatest mm. smile in the world? Uh, and B, <laughs> what is it like having a guy that played the position at such a high level be your position yeah. coach? What's the advantage there, you think? 
Well, one, he definitely have the best smile. He, his smile <laughs> but yours is, is good is, too, is man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two, I mean, just having uh, you know, a person like him that played into the league, uh, 17 years. Uh, knows the feeling of being out there on the field, mm. uh, you know, knows the injuries, knows the circumstances of, uh, you know, just everything that goes on uh, throughout the building. Uh, it's it's great to have him, um, you know, there with us. Now, you know, when uh, Mike Zimmer left and uh, Coach Kevin O'Connell came, you know, that was one of the, the, the things that I requested was for him to stay with us. Uh, I, I love him as a person, mm. love him as a coach, uh, and it's definitely been great to have him teach me different things throughout the season. Because uh, you know, I'm not the the, the perfect uh, receiver. I'm, I don't know everything, so uh, for him to to give me information and uh, to make me a better receiver is it's been great. You know, I, I love hearing that's that awesome. story. You know, that type of stuff. But Jordan Addison too. What can you say about the rookie? Because he keeps showing up week after week. I mean, he did exactly what we expected him to do, uh, was filling in a major role. Uh, of course, you know, trading Adam uh, was a, a big, big move for us. You know, we, we were looking for that number two spot. Uh, of course, we have the, K, uh, the, the confidence in KJ uh, uh, to, to make plays for us. Uh, but, you know, of course, we need a, another uh, spark on our offense. And uh, he filled a, a major role, especially when I got injured uh, by making plays for us and uh, being that spark that we needed most definitely. So uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what more that he has and uh, can do for us. But uh, to see the progression that he has throughout the whole season, uh, he's a tremendous receiver. He's a, a great route runner, and uh, he's been making some some crucial plays for us. What what makes – we talked about the slot a lot on our show, and, and I'm curious about – you moving inside and number ones that play inside, outside, guys that can move around in today's game so much. What does that do as a number one receiver to your advantage, you think, uh, as opposed to maybe years ago where T.O. would just sit outside, you know, things like that? You know, that's that's the one thing that I like uh, most is just being able to move throughout the whole uh, offense uh, by being put in different positions where uh, the defense don't know where I'm going I'm to line up at. I can line up in a slot. I can line up outside. Uh, I can line up at the running back spot. I can line up at the the number three spot at the receiver position. So uh, it's just so many things that I can I can do in the offense, and uh, that's what I like about Ko's offense. He's uh, able to put me in different positions, motion me uh, to different sides, and uh, making things look different but the same at the same time. So uh, I, I'm definitely excited to be in this. Uh, type of offense. Uh, just like I was saying before, I was asking how Cooper Cup was making so many different plays and getting uh, open so many different times. Uh, but now I realize it and understand uh, the just of it. But uh, it is definitely kudos to mm. Cooper Cup by learning this type of position and then, uh, you know, being everywhere on the field. Great stuff. Hey, Justin, you know, when, I, awesome. when I was watching a lot of games on Sunday, I saw your commercial with Little Caesars like, 475,000 times, and you're good, man. You're, like, really, really good. You got a career in doing this stuff. But what are you doing with Little Caesars? Yeah, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, Little Caesars and Pepsi, is doing a special gift giveaway. So you got to call during the postseason. You got to do your little order, and you might win a special prize. 
Who knows? It might be some tickets. Might be some Super Bowl tickets. Who knows? Who knows? Might have a eighty inch flat screen in your living room. What? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> what? Hey, you we never can get know. a flat screen. Never yes. know. What do I gotta write down? I know here, you Justin? need one too. I know you. I, I, that eighty. I know. That eighty got to you, huh? <laughs> yeah, eighty. I know you need one in your living room. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about it now. Oh, that's killer. So is this is this the the post game pregame campaign? Is that part of this? Yes, sir. Okay. You know all about all right, it. I'm in. You know, all right. in, you know all about it now. I'm huh? in. Okay. I'm in. Now, hey, now we not <laughs> we in, need to man. get fans to know about it too. So they need to call in during the yep. postseason to get their special prize. Here they come. It was Buffalo Bills two big wins in a row over two major contenders? We're going to be talking about the Bills. And looking forward, when we come back after the break with our own Mike Garofolo, this is the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I am Taron Johnson, Bills cornerback, and this is NFL Report. Boom. Taron Johnson was on the show. Now Mike Garofolo's on the show, and we're going to talk about yeah. Taron Johnson's his head coach, Mike. We asked him about Sean McDermott. We asked him about the locker room and where things are. After that win that they had at Arrowhead, he said the love for our head coach is through the roof. You guys don't see a lot of it, but what we have between our coaches and players is something special. What we want to ask you is with that game and with the one that they just had against the Dallas Cowboys, is the seat that some people were curious about with Sean McDermott no longer hot? It is an ice buffalo cold right now. (laughs) I love this race to put people on the hot seat here and We're going to talk about the Buccaneers in a second. Todd Bowles was on the hot seat, and uh, uh, folks who covered the team down there were openly stating that uh, it's time maybe to move on. And now they're leading the division at 7-7 on the way potentially to a 9-8 record. Now you've got Sean McDermott uh, still on the outside looking in the playoffs, but you you see the way their schedule lines up over the last couple of weeks. There's no reason Mm -hmm. why they shouldn't be in the postseason, which is going to scare a lot of people because they're saying that's the team we don't want in the playoffs. Um, number one and number two they're going to be riding that momentum and that sense of brotherhood that rallying behind their head coach I'm not saying that what Sean McDermott said about the 9-11 hijackers was warranted or wise certainly wasn't it was pretty stupid but he realized that a while ago and apologized for it and so this coming to light almost feels like well we've already dealt with that and feels like you guys are mm-hmm taking some shots and grabbing at straws, right, in their mind, because that's a non-story in their minds uh, at this point because it's already been dealt with. So 
It's um, it's been a rallying point. And you heard the, you, you talked about that yeah. locker room at Arrowhead. You heard the audio. Hey, coach, we got your back. And so it's become this rallying point. It's yep. something that this team needed because it could have gone either way. And right now it is moving in the right direction for Sean McDermott, uh, which is which is good. Which is good for him because um, I've known Sean since his days in Philly. Uh, I, I think he's yeah. really a, a terrific guy in a lot of ways and a good coach. And so now you're starting to see it, despite that mistake that he made a couple of years ago, uh, you're starting to see everybody else uh, fighting for him in that Bills locker room. Yeah, and I wholeheartedly agree with your opinion of Sean McDermott. I think he's a fantastic uh, human being. And, Mike, we've seen a lot of coaches pull their teams through adversity uh, this season, especially going with the backup quarterback route. And, I, and I've got to give some praise to Kevin Stefanski. I, I think when we come down to what's going you know, the yeah. Coach of the Year mm-hmm. award, everyone talks about that in a million different ways. You can justify it for a lot of coaches. Kevin Stefanski's got to be there. I mean, they've been there through four quarterbacks. They've lost their starting running back, their starting right tackle. They've dealt with a whole lot. And somehow he's been able to adapt from one quarterback, from the mobile quarterbacks to Joe Flacco, and to win ball games down the stretch. We've seen the Chief, David Njoku, who we're seeing right here, show up in big ways. You know, of course, the defense has been the constant, JP, but the fact that Kevin Stefanski, and we know before he got there, that building was always in disarray, has stabilized things, put his arm around to stop a lot of the leaks coming out of that building. The fact that he has been able to be a CEO and a good head coach at the same time in a season like this, I think, has been huge. I'll say the guy that is still in the same state of Ohio, Steve, that has gotten his team through adversity as well, I think it's Zach Taylor. And I was with this team a lot early on in the season when they were trying to say, uh, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow's going to bounce back. He's going to get healthy with the calf. Everybody just kept saying there's never any panic from our head coach. We've been through slow starts in the past. We always find a way to just stay even keel and get better as the year goes on. And now you're seeing it, them doing it with Jake Browning. Like, they've set him up from his offensive mind and Brian Callahan, who probably is not getting enough credit as well, the offensive coordinator there, and how they have set things up for Brown to be successful, and, and how they've changed some of the things and the looks that they give and the formations that they give, and how they go about this offense to put him in positions to succeed has been absolutely tremendous. And that's why I think Zach has also done a, a great job in terms of getting his team through adversity. Now that they sit there, Mike, at eight and six, sixth in the AFC, and this guy is like, I don't know if Joe Burrow could play better than he's playing over the last couple of weeks, which is an <laughs> unreal statement to say that this team has dealt with one of the faces of the NFL go down. I'm serious. It's phenomenal. This guy's completely 69% of his pass, 75, 86, 73. It's crazy. Mike, who do you have in terms of a coach that is leading their team right now through the landmines of December? Yeah, and, th- and this goes week to week because it's You'd ask me this last week, I probably would have said yeah. Kevin O'Connell, right? Like he right. coming off that loss against Cincinnati, which mm-hmm. was a was a close game. I mean, he certainly did everything he could to put his team and Nick Mullins in position uh, to win the game. When you talk about coach of the year, it's always going to be somebody who did more with less. The coach of the year award, you may not realize this. The last time Andy Reid won it, Andy Reid, 2002. So you almost uh-huh. get penalized for okay, having right. a great quarterback. Yep. For being successful yeah. year in and year out. Belichick's won it, I think, two or three times. Probably should have won it like six right. along the way. So you're always mm-hmm. looking for that criteria that we're talking about here. Now, Antonio Pierce is not going to win the Coach of the Year award. Ooh. What he might win is the hey, full-time job pick, with the though. Las Vegas Raiders as the head coach and the way that he's been uh, lifting this team up and, and playing with the swagger. I thought that hit the gas pedal even harder that he told Kaylee Hartung yeah. at halftime when they were up big already. That was old school Raiders, and this yes, is an old was. school Raider guy, and he showed up in that old school Raider jacket, and 
if Mark Davis is trying to channel the Raiders that we knew and loved back in the 70s and the 80s, and even for a portion of the 90s, this is the kind of guy that's going to get you there. And I thought even the games that they've lost, that Kansas City game, I thought they schemed it up great. I thought he had them ready to play. They mm-hmm. played well early in the game. And then it was like, talent and adjustments are going to overcome. And they're just not there yet. The Raiders aren't. So I almost don't even grade them on the second half of that game. Uh, the Minnesota game, they certainly played good defense. They just couldn't get things right offensively. And I think if he keeps the head coaching job, there'll be a change in offensive coordinator and he'll go out and he'll find his own guy. But I think he's doing a great job of leading this team uh, in a six, three and three. I think a 500 record is kind of what I had in my head. If he can get them to that point, he'll make mm-hmm. his statement for the long-term job. Should have been good enough for Steve Wilkes when he did it last year in Carolina. That's a different story. We're talking about Antonio Pierce here. I think he's doing a nice job of leading this team in what I would call adversity for sure. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, and we started this conversation with Sean McDermott, who we saw get you know move on from his offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey and then moves forward with Joe Brady over the last several games. We've seen a change there, and we saw another no-coordinator title change, Mike, with the Philadelphia Eagles. But somebody else is running that defense in Philadelphia, and it's Matt Patricia. Sean Desai is still technically the defensive coordinator. He's not calling the defense. He's not running the defense. How did we get here in Philadelphia? Sean Desai uh, is a good coach. Um, he, He certainly had success over his career as a position coach, which put him in a position to be a defensive coordinator. Doesn't sound like he had control over the whole thing and didn't have that authoritative kind of presence that you want from your defensive coordinator. I also thought it was a strike against them that at one point this team thought they were going to have Vic Fangio as their defensive coach. So he was sort of, Desai yeah. was, fighting an uphill battle a battle against the shadow of a guy who was with this team during the playoff run last year helping the offense. So um, you got yep. Matt Patricia who didn't do a great job as a head coach. We know that and certainly would learn his lessons and do things differently if he got a chance to do that again. But as a defensive coordinator, the skins are on the wall and the titles are on the wall. Um, So to have that guy at your disposal and you can dress it up anyway, well, I want to give this guy a different vantage point and he's still the defensive coordinator. If Matt Patricia goes out and plays and calls a great game, Matt Patricia is the defensive coordinator for this team moving forward in 23 and and likely Mm -hmm. beyond as well. Now, I will say this about Patricia. uh, When this went down, actually before it went down, because – I knew it was coming. Ian had the report ready, and I was talking to uh, somebody uh, who speaks regularly to players down in Philly, and he said, you know, it's so funny. I just had this conversation with a couple of guys the other day, and they were talking glowingly about Patricia. I don't even think they they knew that the move was coming, but they were talking about this guy is so sharp. He knows his stuff. He's impressed them to the upside since he's been there. So I think these defensive players are excited to go out, go out there and play for him. Well, I know he and uh, Slay had a history. Slay's not going to play. He's got that. Uh, in just in case he's watching, yeah. I'm calling him Slay. That's by ironic. The way. He had that knee surgery. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I think these guys are going to go out and play hard for Matt Patricia. I think they're excited by the prospect of him being their coordinator. Well, and you have to hope for the players that you know he's learned how to communicate better, and he did learn from his, his experience in Detroit because we do know with the Patriots he was a good DC. Just real quick, speaking of DCs, you know some guys who I think are going to keep their teams in contention, and you talked about it, Mike, you're almost penalized for having great players, but I think the job Steve Wilkes has done since he's come down from the booth onto the field with one of the few changes that we've seen, so to speak, with the San Francisco 49ers, that's helped. That defense has been so, excuse me, so much better uh, since they went on that three-game losing streak. So, you know, the job Steve Wilkes has done absolutely needs to be commended. 
And in Cincinnati, you know, I just did a production meeting with Luana Rumo. Their numbers aren't there. They don't say they're a great defense, but they make the timely plays you have to make, JP, when you make a playoff run. Oh, for sure. Uh, those are two really good picks. I'm going to stick with a coordinator that we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier and Joe Brady. I, I, this is a big part of the turnaround. When I talk to people in Buffalo, specifically guys on that side of the ball, it's Josh Allen is having fun. Josh Allen is playing in rhythm and Josh Allen is having the ability to have positive plays stacked on one another to where they can go see him be that Superman type player that they're going to need in times. They didn't need it against Dallas, but they're going to need it in these last couple of weeks. And he's also found ways to get James Cook the football in a variety of ways. And I think that's been huge. The change in the run game, the emphasis there, Mike, I think Joe Brady's done a great job there. Just getting your quarterback comfortable is huge, especially when they're as talented as Josh Allen. My coordinator on fire right now is Dave Canales down there yep. with the Buccaneers. I covered the Giants Ooh. back in 2007. Everybody thought it was going to be one and done for Tom Coughlin. He was looking for a defensive coordinator, and a lot of people didn't want the job, wouldn't even interview. Well, Steve Spagnolo, who was dying to become a defensive coordinator after being a position coach for quite some time in Philadelphia, jumped at the chance. They went on and won the Super Bowl. The rest is history. Spag's still winning Super Bowls as a coordinator. Um, Dave Canales in a job search where a lot of folks were saying, yeah, I don't know, not a lot of money being spent. Who's the quarterback even going to be? Is Todd Bowles going to be one and done now that Tom Brady's gone and they're kind of unloading? Yeah. Dave Canales ran right into that one and said, I want my opportunity, uh, and he has taken it. And the, the positivity that he brings, if you just follow him on Twitter, you see the positivity that he has. That's what the Buccaneers needed in this type of situation. I think he's done a great job. Uh, and he's certainly setting himself up to start being on the radar for head coaching jobs in the future. But yeah, also yes. keeping this thing moving and keeping this coaching staff moving toward 2024 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because nobody's firing Todd Bowles anymore. Baker huh? thanks him. He's got Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Bacon, yeah. Mike G. Awesome. Great stuff. Appreciate you. Hope to see you back here on some more Mondays coming up. And when we come back. Oh, always. Those 49ers. They did it again. Is Brock Purdy the MVP or is Christian McCaffrey the MVP? We have a lot talk and more with Omar Ruiz next on the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We're back at the NFL Report. And, JP, now we are joined by our guy Omar Ruiz, who was at the San Francisco 49ers. Big win over the Arizona Cardinals. When I say it's a big win because, oh, they won the NFC West as expected. Yeah, back-to-back championships in that division is interesting because Fred Warner said after the game that last year when they clinched, he gave a speech to the locker room saying they've got to appreciate these moments. They don't come around 
that much. And he said he immediately regretted that speech, but he said that should be the standard. The, the division championship should be the least of their accomplishments every year. So right. when they did it again, it reassured that that commitment. And then Kyle Shanahan, I asked him after the game, the significance, because the 49ers have not been shy about their ultimate goal, winning a game in Las Vegas in February, of course. But Shanahan said the guys were celebratory in the locker room. He told me it was huge for them. They don't want to lose these moments, milestones along the, the way to appreciate these moments in the season. But certainly as they go forward now, the focus gets back to playing those two playoff games at home, making sure they get that by. Of course, they're in this position because they have those two MVP candidates, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. And after the game, I asked Brock to make a case for Christian McCaffrey as MVP. And he said, Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP because he does everything for us. He runs the football like you see him here. He puts his head down. He initiates contact. He's great in blocking. The most wide open he says he's ever been on this play to backpedal as far as he did, fall his face on the ground, and still have time to go into the end zone untouched. The way he does everything, Purdy said, that is how an MVP ought to play. Purdy even commented on his own candidacy. It says it's an honor, but he's just surrounded by a great team, surrounded by guys willing to make plays. He said the entire team is an MVP, so nothing but good vibes here heading into Baltimore uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's hit the brakes. Nothing but good vibes. No, not when you give up 234 yards on the ground, though. <laughs> That's not what you want to do, especially when you have the Ravens coming to town next week. What are they saying about what they didn't do defensively that needs to be corrected before this massive game against Baltimore? Really, it's been the last few games. They've done a poor job tackling when you go back to the Philadelphia game and then Seattle last week. And of course, Yesterday against Arizona, James Conner running wild, 234 yards. You mentioned it, James. Fred Warner saying that fundamentals, tackling, uh, were all issues in that game yesterday and something that they will need to get shored up. In fact, they scored their first defensive touchdown of the season. And I asked Warner, is that how this defense evolves? Is that how they get better by being an aggressive attacking defense that can now put points on the board? Obviously, with Chavarius Ward's pick six they had yesterday, and Warner told me, no, that doesn't matter if they don't tackle well and they don't play fundamentally sound. So that will be an issue. What I will say, though, about the character of this team, the character of the locker room, that not a single mention yesterday that I heard was that they were missing Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave. Yeah. They're two stud defensive <laughs> tackles on the interior of that defensive line. They could have made all those excuses with those guys not there. Not only did they not make those excuses, they didn't even mention their absence. So accountability, a big reason why they're so good, not to mention their talent, of course. Well, and winning also helps put a salve on any type of uh, flaws in a game like that. Omar, also, you were at the exactly. Colts-Steelers Colts game on Saturday, and Gardner Minshew, Mr. Jorts, Let's keeps go. on winning <laughs> ball games for the Colts. I mean, this it, it's been amazing. He's been in the starting lineup for most of the season. You spoke with him after that big mm -hmm. dub that kept them in the playoff chase. What did he have to say? Yeah, we chatted a little while in the locker room before he left for the day, and he said the confidence is riding high, the confidence that he has in his offensive line, especially when you consider they ran the football 14 yeah. straight times against the Steelers to really put that away against a Steelers team that prides itself on physicality and winning in the trenches. So the confidence is there. And the confidence of the locker room is in Gardner Minshew. In fact, I spoke with Zach Moss before the game. He said he's had 
confidence in Gardner Minshew since they were in college and Gardner Minshew put about 450 yards on Moss's Utah team accounted for four touchdowns. So they they have the confidence there. And, and I asked Minshew about how good this team can be, because I think the storyline of this season is that the Colts are tough. They're gritty, but let's not lose sight. They have a lot of talent on that team. And Minshew told me that they're still figuring out how good they can be. They're still figuring out what guys do best. And that gives them a lot of hope down the stretch here. The last three games of the season, still in that playoff positioning, still at eight and six. And if they can reach that uh, maximum height uh, to where this Colts team can go, um, they'll be in good position down the stretch here. I don't want to speak out of turn, guys, but there could be an argument, honestly made, that Shane Steichen's really move to bring Gardner Minshew with him from Philadelphia to yeah. Indianapolis was one of the biggest, if not biggest, free agent signings of this offseason because huge. of where the Colts are. And I don't know if they would be there without Gardner yep. Minshew and without Shane Steichen knowing his quarterback and knowing how to use him to his strengths. Oh, like you're talking about with Shane knowing so much about these guys on this roster and playing to their strengths. So with that said, and I mentioned Shane Steichen, who is – heavily in the conversation for coach of the year oh, with yeah. what he's doing. You had a conversation with him before this game started, and I found it interesting that he's been challenging this team in certain ways. Yeah, when you talk about this team and its confidence down the stretch, it's really because they've been in this fight-or-flight mode all season long, and early in the year, I asked Shane Steichen, or on Saturday before the game, I asked him how he's been getting this team to believe in itself. They're in the playoff thick of the race, not just in the race, but actually in playoff positioning. And he said, you know, with all the stuff that they face, Anthony Richardson, their star rookie quarterback getting hurt, Jonathan Taylor missing half the year, he challenged them, who are you in the face of adversity? And he says they've responded all year long, and we saw that on display certainly on Saturday. They had Michael Pittman, their star receiver, go down, Zach Moss who's had a great year behind Jonathan Taylor, he went down. They had guys from the practice squad like Tyler Goodson step up and average better than six yards a carry. DJ Montgomery, who's rarely played, drops a touchdown in the end zone, then comes back and scores a touchdown. So it's all part of the culture that Shane Steichen has established. There are multiple players in the locker room talking about the energy that he's infused into that building. They've responded. They're believing in themselves. And I think Zaire Franklin said it best. When we're talking about the talent on this team, of course, Zaire Franklin leads the National Football League in tackles. They still have Kenny Moore, who's many consider to be the best nickel corner in football. Yeah. DeForest Buckner obviously has been great his entire career along the defensive line. And Franklin said, a lot of people, because we had a bad year last season, threw us in the trash. Those were his words. And he said, now we know we have the talent on this team. We have the belief. We have the culture. And so because they've been in fight or flight mode, they feel like they've been in that playoff environment. So down the stretch here in these critical three remaining games, they all have the confidence to try to play their way into the postseason. Well, another man's trash is Shane Steichen's treasure. There it is. Uh, Omar, as he has turned something <laughs> into these Indianapolis Colts. Well and you look at what he's doing, and you look at what Jonathan Gannon's doing, as we talked about what the Cardinals did and how physical and how hard they played against the 49ers. Those are two really good coaches that walked out the door in Philadelphia this past year. We know the Eagles are missing, honestly, both of them quite a bit. Omar, appreciate it as always. Tremendous well, insight. Omar was in the house, Steve. He was in the house. He double-dipped this weekend. Double-dipped. It was phenomenal. Double Coming dip, up, baby. we're going to have Jeff Chadia 
with his first read column, and we're going to talk about the Chargers a little bit because the Raiders did something to the Chargers on Thursday that obviously led to them parting ways with Tom Telesco and with Brandon Staley. What's next for the Chargers and maybe some other coaching discussions with Jeff Jadia coming up next on the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. O'Connell up first down, going to throw. He's got all day. Lobs it to the end zone. Open receiver. Oh, you heard the radio call of the Raiders absolute dismantling the Chargers last Thursday. And, James, we are joined by Jeff Chadia for his weekly Monday appearance, his first read column, NFL.com slash first read. And, Jeff, one thing before we get to the Raiders, and I really love this column, is you talked about these teams on the fringe of the playoffs, not the teams that are in the, the, the top seven slots. And I'd love to start off with your first team right there, the Houston Texans who got a big win this week with Case Keenum coming in for the injured C.J. Stroud and their hopes moving forward. Yeah, you know, look, I, I, I gave a reason for hope for every team that's on the bubble or in the hunt. And for them, mm-hmm. I went with culture because I, I think they get shortchanged with what they've done down there with D'Amico Ryans and, and Nick Casario. And it's all about C.J. Stroud. I know he's been a great pick, but he wasn't there yesterday. They had to get a big win. And they lean on Case Keenum. Obviously, Jonathan Greenard has been a great player for them this year. Stephen Nelson has made plays. They oh. found ways to get a lot, some huge contributions from guys we didn't talk much about or didn't know much about. And that says a lot about what they built as far as culture. So I'm really encouraged about their opportunity here because, one, as I said, they've got guys who want to win and know how to win. But they're also playing in division now that's getting really interesting because Jacksonville's right. falling back to the pack. The Colts are in there. Everybody's 8-6. and six. Everybody's got a shot now. I keep hearing how prepared this team is when I talk to players on both sides of the ball. It's phenomenal. I love that you mentioned Jonathan Grenard, too. He's got 12 and a half sacks this year. He's like, he's been phenomenal opposite of Will Anderson. Let's go down two spots, Jeff, to the Steelers. And I love your reason for hope. Mike Tomlin's track record. And it is a remarkable track record. We know it. He's never had a losing season in his career. But a track record is a track record till it isn't anymore. Could this be the year? Is that really what they're relying on? Is that... Mike Tomlin's done it in the past, so that's going to hopefully will them into it with the roster they have now. Yeah, well, it's not going to be effort from his receivers because they're, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get those guys going. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. He's going to have to be he's got to be cracking the whip from up high right now to make it work. And if he yeah. makes it work, it'll be a great Ooh. accomplishment. I, I remember this team a couple of years ago when Ben Roethlisberger was at the end of his run, and I thought, man, how that team got in the playoffs with what they had going. 
They were 7-7-1 with two games to go, and they found a way to get in. This team's kind of the same boat. Just they're not very talented. I mean, on offense, they're, they're limited as far as skilled players. They're playing with a third-string quarterback now, Mason Rudolph. The defense hadn't been what we've grown accustomed to in Pittsburgh. And it just, it's been that way all year long. So, yeah, I think Mike Tomlin being able to get this team just to be in this position has been amazing. But if he's able to get them a couple more wins out of it, given the way they've been going, I would say that's been the best coaching job he's ever done in his life. What's well, going to be awesome is we get the transactions yeah. today, and they're signing a new quarterback to the practice squad named Track Record. Um, so, <laughs> but, Jeff, but, Jeff, you know, you mentioned Mike Tomlin, and then this is intriguing to me because we hear it every other year or so, like, it's time for Mike. It's time for him to yeah. go. Is it time? Because, like you said, you got wide receivers not giving effort. This, this offense is in shambles. I mean, they've already had to make a move at coordinator. I don't think it's time. I think maybe he changes some things personnel-wise and coordinator-wise. But if they let him go, Mike yeah. Tomlin will be the fastest coach hired this offseason, in my opinion. It would be like Andy Reid when he left Philadelphia Correct. and wound up with the Chiefs. It would be that level mm-hmm. of, of quickness as far as getting hiring and the potential for the next team to be that successful moving forward. Yeah, it's For my money, he's one of the best coaches in NFL history. He's a Hall of Famer, and we know that organization is not going to get rid of Mike Tomlin on a whim. It would have to be it would have to be where Bill, Bill Belichick's at with the Patriots for it to be at that level where you could, you know, confidently talk about that kind of a conversation. But I just think he's going through a transition. Like they've got a lot of young players. You know, I, I, Heinz Ward told me this a long time ago about the Steelers. When they don't run the football well, they're not playing good defense. They're a different team. They got to get back to building that offensive lineup. They got to get back to playing great defense. They got to find skilled players who want to be there uh, and want to play hard. I think it's not that hard of a fix, but one thing I don't question is whether Mike Thompson is the right guy to be there to fix it. Yeah, and and I think we're all going to look this offseason, right, at Pittsburgh and go, all right, who is he picking to run that offense that you're describing, Jeff, right? Who does he bring in as that offensive coordinator? That's going to be the thing I think that everybody's going to evaluate in terms of turning this thing around because I agree with you in your stance on Mike Tomlin. Now, a coach that um, won't say is not on the hot seat because the seat's gone. Down at the bottom of your column, you said the biggest surprise of the week was the last game for Brandon Staley and the Chargers on that Thursday night and what the Raiders did to them. I kind of want to push this forward because that was, you know, that, that was a game none of us saw coming after what the Raiders did the previous week and couldn't right. score. Where do yeah. they go with this coaching search, you think, in your opinion, Jeff? Because this, we talk about talent and lack thereof. Yeah. This team has talent and it has a core. I think one thing that was really interesting or intriguing about the move, not just to fire Brandon Staley, but to fire general manager Tom Telesco, was that opened the door to getting a very high-profile uh, high maintenance head coach. You know, I've heard talk about Bill Belichick being in the oh conversation. Boy. There's people who've said, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing you, you thought there's no way he could wind up there because they already have a GM. Well, they don't anymore. And they've invited the opportunity for the next coach to pick his GM, to have GM powers. Jim Harbaugh was the guy who I joked about earlier this year to yep. be in that running. I think he wants to have those kind of powers. I think now that door opens to him. Mm. I don't think they're going to just take a like the assistant of the, of the flavor of the month type assistant, like a Ben Johnson. Now I think it's going to be a big time coach. Cause you think about the division. Now you got Andy Reid, you got Sean Payton. Yep. You want to play ball with some of these guys. You better have somebody who knows how to win championships in your building. Yeah. That, that's going to be real interesting. If they get a, a CEO type to come in here yep. 
and, and do that because, you know, when, when you look at some of the things, you know, they had a report, Ian, Ian had a report, Ian Rapport had a report this week that Dan Quinn could be a possibility. And we know that when you talk to people in Dallas, he is that culture dude. He's the one mm-hmm. who's got everybody playing. He can yep. keep Kellen Moore as the OC for continuity with he the keep quarterback. keep Kellen Moore, yeah. Right. But this Chargers job is going to be the one that people want because yeah. of Justin Herbert. I know you said a CEO type is a possibility, but why not a Ben Johnson? Why not somebody who can scheme up stuff with an Andy Reid and <sighs> with a Sean Payton? That seems like somebody like they would want more of instead of the CEO type, which would be very uncharger-like, by the way. Well, I think if you're going to go that route, you already got a guy in your building and Kellen Moore who fits the description, right? Ooh, you know, he's, okay. he's got that offensive background. He was a sexy name a year or two ago. So if you wanted to go that route, you could go that way. But they also can look in their own division and see, well, wasn't Josh McDaniels supposed to be that with the Raiders? <laughs> and we saw how that worked out. Ooh, I mean, it's hey. just because you're a great play caller doesn't mean you're going to be a great head coach. And I don't know if they can afford to take that chance anymore with, with Justin Herbert there. I mean, ultimately, you have to have somebody who can come in and not just help him as a quarterback, but help build a team around him that wants to play, that helps him elevate himself into that conversation with the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, the Patrick Mahomes, the other great young quarterbacks, Joe Burrows, because he's not there yet. And somebody's got to help him get there. Yeah, that, that, that's the biggest part. And when Steve said that, be very unchargers-like, because the last several coaches have been, what, first-time head coaches there, yep. and they've had the younger route. And now I, I do look at what Jeff's saying, because I mentioned the core. It's also a core that has talent but has injury issues and probably some decisions you're going to have to make about a couple of those players, excluding Justin Herbert, obviously. But those other guys, you have some thoughts that you have to make in terms of what their future is with or without the team as they're all getting a little bit older, too, like if you look at where they're at in terms of age. Jeff, this is a great column. This is one of my favorite ones, honestly. Love it. Because uh, hope, you know, that's what the S on the chest is for, um, yeah. for Superman, <laughs> for hope. I love uh, it. I look at you, putting your DC knowledge there. <laughs> yeah. No, I stole that from Gerald McCoy on game day morning. I was just waiting for my hit. <laughs> hey, all right, Jeff. Appreciate you. We have got right, to get out of right, here. Jeff. If you're watching us, you know where to find us. But every Monday and Thursday, 7 p.m., 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL app, Roku, Tubi, Pluto on the NFL channel. Also, listen to the podcast. JP, we got to get out of here. Another great show. We want to thank our special guests, including Justin Jefferson. And we will catch you. On Thursday, 7.15 p.m., once again on the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.